0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The Word of God for our meditation on this festival of the coming of the Holy Spirit is a portion of today's Gospel, John chapter 15, verses 26 and 27, these words of our Savior. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning." This is the word of our God. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, When I was a kid, I enjoyed going to community carnivals. Remember the little carnivals that would travel from town to town during the summer? So many fun things to do, so many fun things to eat. You know, you had elephant ears and cotton candy and popcorn and hot dogs and and some deep fried things too, although this was in the years before they started deep frying absolutely everything like sticks of butter and whatever, all else. But, But lots of good things to eat. Fun games to play as well, you know like that game where you shoot the squirt gun into the clown's mouth and try to fill him up before everybody else does and of course you could win prizes from these games. Who wouldn't want to take home a a big cheap overstuffed huge bear or perhaps a nice Van Halen mirror. Remember those? They used to give those away as well. Fun rides as well. The Ferris Wheel and the dreaded Tilt-A-Whirl which I think most of us called the Vomit Comet because that's what you tried to do on the Tilt-A-Whirl. Half of the fun was trying not to throw up. My favorite, though, my favorite thing at these carnivals were the haunted houses. I say houses, that's not exactly accurate. What they were were trailers, and what you would do is you would walk through a door on one end of the trailer, and then you'd walk through the dark, a dark tunnel, all the way through that trailer. It was kind of a maze. It would wind back and forth. And at certain points, you would step on a little trigger on the floor, and a bright light would flash and loud noise, and you'd see this giant statue of a big, scary monster standing next to you, and, of course... You're a little kid, you scream at that. I say I enjoyed this, but I never could have gone through it by myself. I had to have my dad there with me, holding my hand, walking me through. With him right there by my side, I could make it through and I could face the terror of those monsters. Today we celebrate one of the greatest festivals of the Christian Church, the festival of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. But if you think about it, what we're really celebrating is having someone by our side, someone to help us and to guide us. And the Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus promised to us to be that helper and that guide. And he is indeed, my friends, by our side. He's by our side right now in word and sacrament, constantly pointing us to our Lord Jesus and everything he's done for us. And he's by our side also helping us to share that good news of Jesus with others. It was the night on which Jesus was betrayed, and a lot happened on that Thursday evening. It was very busy. Jesus, of course, <clears throat> washed his disciples' filthy feet, showing them the meaning of true Christian service. He instituted a brand new meal, a meal that would remember everything that he had done for us on the cross, the meal that we still celebrate to this day, the sacrament of Holy Communion. He taught them that they needed to love each other so that all people would know that they were his disciples, but he taught them all kinds of other things too because you see he was preparing them he was getting them ready for that time when he would no longer be visibly with them on this earth and he was getting them ready for very dark days ahead in just a matter of hours they one of their own would betray jesus and another would deny jesus and they would all desert him in his time of need And they would watch in horror as he was unjustly tried and finally murdered on a Roman cross. Things were about to get very strange and very stressful for Jesus' disciples. They needed strength. They needed guidance. They needed encouragement. And Jesus promised to give them all those things. This is what he said. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. You may remember that last week in our sermon we talked about Jesus being our advocate and our defender. Actually the same word, the same Greek word is used to describe uh, the Holy Spirit here. But it has a little different shade of meaning. The word itself literally means someone called to your side. And the idea behind that is that someone comes beside you to help you. comfort you in some way. And so this name for the Spirit has been translated a variety of different ways, like with counselor or comforter, or my personal favorite is the very simple and straightforward helper. Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to help us. How does the Holy Spirit do that? Well, the Holy Spirit is all about the truth and He is all about our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what He does. He gives us the truth about our Lord Jesus Christ and there can be no greater help than that. How exactly uh, does the Spirit do that? He does it through His Word and He stays focused on Jesus. When I was in high school, I had a biology teacher who didn't always teach us biology in biology class. Uh, he would often get a little distracted, he'd get away from the textbook, he'd get off on these tangents, and he'd tell us all kinds of things. Now don't get me wrong, a great guy, good teacher, uh, and these tangents that he got on were often very interesting and even entertaining, but, but there were days when we just did not get much biology in biology class. With the Spirit, that never happens. With the Spirit, you're always going to get the truth, and it's always going to be the truth about Jesus. That is the Spirit's focus and mission, and he is very focused on it. The so-called shy person of the Trinity doesn't like to talk about himself. He likes to talk about the Lord Jesus. He puts the spotlight always, always, always on Christ. And thank God for that, my friends, because that's exactly where we need the spotlight to be. Without the Spirit's work, left to our own devices, we would put the spotlight someplace else, on ourselves, on the things of this world, on other people, anywhere but on Jesus. Without the Spirit's work, we wouldn't know Jesus, we wouldn't love Jesus, we wouldn't trust Jesus, we wouldn't serve Jesus. In fact, without the Spirit's work in our hearts through word and sacrament, we would not care about Jesus at all. You see, all of us are born into this world with three big strikes against us. We are all born spiritually blind, spiritually dead, and spiritually the enemies of our God. We don't want anything to do with God and His truth and His Son. Without the Spirit's work, we would understand absolutely nothing about our Savior. The Apostle Paul talked about this in his letter to the Corinthians. He said, "...the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit." Without the Spirit, everything that our God says to us in His Word seems like utter nonsense to us. And so, without the Spirit's work, we would be hopelessly lost in rebellion against our God, in rejection of His Son, and we would remain in that rebellion, we would remain that way forever and ever. And so, today, we thank God for the Spirit's work. We thank God that for the Spirit for the Spirit's work of bringing us to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Scriptures. We thank the Spirit for bringing us those Scriptures in the first place. You know, when it comes to the news about our Savior Jesus, God the Holy Spirit literally wrote the book. This is what Peter tells us. He says, Prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Every word of the Bible is God-breathed Spirit-inspired truth. It is not man's word, it is God's word. It is his love letter to humankind. It's his love letter to sinful human beings who do not deserve his love at all. And yet, he loves us anyway in Christ. That is the whole message of the scriptures. At the end of his gospel... St. John gives us the purpose of the Bible. He says, These are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus himself said, These are the scriptures that testify about me. Every word in the Bible is finally about Jesus. It points to Jesus and to the salvation that he has won for you and for me and for all. You ever been around somebody that kind of just beats a dead horse in a sense? They just seem to stay on one topic all the time, over and over again? In a good sense, the Spirit is like that. He has a one-track mind. He just wants to tell us about Jesus. And so in the Word, he points to the one who obeyed, to the one who fulfilled the entire law, to the one who loved both God and neighbor perfectly. He points to him and he says, His perfect, sin-free life counts for you. In his word, the Spirit points to the one who became sin for us, who carried all of our guilt to Golgotha, who poured out his precious blood, who as the Lamb of God sacrificed himself to pay for the sins of the entire world. The Spirit points to him in the scriptures and says, His blood purifies you from every last sin. In his word, the Spirit points to the living one, The one who was once dead, but now is alive forever and ever. The one who came bodily out of that grave. The one whose tomb is empty and whose victory is complete. He points to him and says, In him you have life and victory now and forever in his word and my friends let's not forget also in the word of baptism and holy communion the spirit directs our attention to Jesus and says here is your good shepherd your redeemer your advocate your defender your friend your substitute and your savior and my friends by the spirits powerful working in that word something miraculous happens we believe this we believe that Jesus is our savior that all of our sins are forgiven in him And that heaven truly is our home. So how wonderful it is. What a reason to thank God that we have the Spirit by our side, constantly directing our attention to Jesus. And my friends, also what a wondrous blessing it is that the Spirit helps us to show others who Jesus is and what he has done. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. The disciples had work to do. In fact it would be their life's work to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now they had witnessed all of his miracles with their own eyes. They had heard his teachings with their own ears. Now they were to go and share what they had seen and what they had heard. It was their task to preach the good news to all creation. It was their task to go and make disciples. Jesus assured them that they would not go alone. He promised to send them to the Spirit to help them. And on the great day of Pentecost, He kept His promise. And the Spirit came with wondrous miracles. Such strange things. You know, the sound of a violent wind inside the house where there is no breeze at all, and tongues of fire that appeared on top of their heads but but didn't burn them or hurt them in any way. And then this gift of languages, real languages that none of them had ever studied, and yet they spoke fluently. And with these signs, the Holy Holy Spirit showed that he had come, that Jesus had kept his promise. And all of these miracles were finally about Jesus. They were about helping his infant church to share that good news of a living Savior with the world, which they went out and they did with great courage and great conviction. My friends, the same Spirit is with us today. To help us preach the same gospel message with the same courage and conviction. The one who points us to our Lord and Savior helps us to point to Jesus and to show him to others. Now granted, it's a little bit different for us today. I mean I don't recall ever being inside and suddenly hearing the sound of a violent wind uh, when there was no breeze blowing through the house. And I have never spoken a language that I haven't studied before. In fact, even the foreign languages that I have studied, uh, I, I really don't speak them at all. I can read in them a little bit, but I don't speak them. And if you ever see a tongue of fire appear on top of my head, please grab a fire extinguisher. They're located uh, in various places throughout the building. And yet, though we don't experience those same miraculous signs, we have exactly the same promises. The Spirit is still by our side working through the same powerful gospel by which He built the church 2,000 years ago. He's still giving us the words that we need to share the good news of our Savior. That's another one of our Savior's promises. He says, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. That's his promise. He will give us the words. And what powerful words, because this is also God's promise. His word works. His word gets the job done. His word does indeed make disciples. He says, my word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What a comfort these promises are to each of us individually as we share the good news of our Savior with members of our family, our friends, our loved ones, our co-workers, our neighbors. And what a comfort they also are to us as a body of believers here at Emmanuel as we carry out our gospel ministry in the community of Manitowoc. I told you earlier that how much I liked those haunted houses and I did. My favorite thing was to go through those even though I was scared to death. I'm not exactly sure how much my dad enjoyed them uh, because we'd walk through and I'd be hanging on to his hand and I'd scream in his ear uh, when that light would go on and we'd come out the other end of that trailer and usually dad would shake his hand loose from mine and he'd start doing this as he was laughing because I had just had a death grip on him and crushed his hand. Without my dad's presence there, without him by my side, holding my hand, enduring that death grip, I never would have made it through one of those haunted houses. My friends, without the Spirit, we would never make it. Without his work, we would never believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. Without his help, we could never share the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those are two things we never, ever have to worry about. Because our Lord Jesus has kept his promise. The Spirit is with us. He's right by our side. Thanks be to God. Amen.